What's up, everybody? Welcome to White Tails, White Lines, episode number five. We're excited to be back. We've been gone. We've taken a little break. I think it's been like a New Year's break, and it took me a month to get over it. But we are back in the studio cutting stuff, and we have some pretty fun stuff going on this week. Everybody wonders, what do you do when deer season's over? One word, coyote. Two words, kill coyote. It's awesome. It is so much fun. You blast them, pull out your good gun, start playing with your ammunition. It's a blast. And so we're going to talk about coyote hunting. But before we do that, we got something pretty awesome going on. I was lucky enough to get on a pro staff right here in Missouri uh, with a group of guys and actually one man. One man did it all and he does it all by himself. He mixes everything out of his garage right now and he's doing a hell of a good job. Rack Daddy Minerals, if you've never had them, your deer need them. Everybody wants to sit around and wait till June or July to get this product out there to start making antlers. Well, guess what, folks? You got to feed them throughout the year. This is what makes good deer, and the deer need it. Honestly, the deer need good mineral and good supplements right now because we're going to talk about it a little later. We're going to go in depth about it, but they need this stuff. So we're going to talk to Dalton Wood, the owner of Rack Daddy Minerals, and uh, a buddy of mine newfound friend and uh he's got an awesome product so we're going to talk about that and then we're going to talk about coyote killing the most fun thing in the world there's nothing better than freezing cold day and a dog comes running in and you just blast them put the smack down on them and blow their asses off it is so much fun so first things first let's get on to the episode, and we're going to go ahead and talk with Dalton. Hope you guys enjoy it. Hello. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? How's everything going? It's going pretty good. How about yourself? Pretty good. It's a little cold. Is it cold up there in Columbia? It's ridiculous. Oh. It's out of It's nuts, ain't it? Yeah, I'm not used to these... Uh... Arctic temps, that's for sure. No. Heck, when I, when I moved to Missouri, I thought, no, I'll be okay. But no, I was totally wrong. <laughs> yeah, everything, I think, got shocked by it. All the wildlife, I mean, there's everything just kind of frantically getting around. So I'll be glad when it's gone. Me too. So, okay, so uh, for those of you that don't know, Dalton is the owner of Rack Daddy Minerals. This was his baby, his idea. So we're gonna we're gonna discuss the product and discuss how it came to be. So Dalton, I'm just gonna let you run wild. I just let's let's hear your story. What what made you create a product like what you do? Um, honestly, I got tired of spending a bunch of money at stores and stuff not working all the time, um, no, no certain products or nothing, just getting certain things off the shelf that just didn't do what they were supposed to do. Right. Uh, so that's kind of the, the fire that, that kind of got lit that I decided to go ahead and 
create my own product and start toying around with it. And eventually we, we came to a product we was happy with and we started, started, uh, slinging mineral. And it works. Yes, it does work. <laughs> it does work. I can, uh, of course, everybody that owns a mineral company is going to tell you that, but yes, it does work. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, okay. So let's, let's talk about the name. What, what made you come up with the name Rack Daddy Minerals? Dude, it just, it just popped in. Um, I don't know where that came from, to be honest with you. We was just sitting there one day, uh, me and the wife were talking, and I was like, you know what? It's just going to be Rack Daddy Minerals. And it just kind of stuck, you know? So I don't really know where that stemmed from. It was just kind of one of them deals that popped in, and we just kind of ran with it. Absolutely. It's, and it's funny how sometimes that, that's the way it goes. You know, sometimes you'll just be like, boom, it'll just come to you, and you're like, oh, well, that's it. That's gonna be that's gonna be what it is, right? Of course, you want something that's catchy, um, you know, like kind of trophy rock or what have you, you know, something that's gonna grab the attention, right? Uh, but this time of year, we personally have had more slick heads hammering the sites than we have bucks um, at both of my spots, so we could have called it slickhead minerals too, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. So okay, so you made this stuff. I mean, how hard was it to create the product itself when you first started? Talk about the trials and error that you've gone through to get to where you're at now. So we started off um, feeding a regular, just a base mineral um, that everybody makes, which is your your two parts, di-calcium with your, your uh, trace minerals, stock salts, or whatever you want to add in there as well. Um, and, of course, during the spring – they hammer it. It's just a basic bear mix. Um, so we took that and we started adding stuff with it. Uh, so we've got, like right now, our regular minerals that we use for the Missouri blend. Um, that's going to be the gist of it is that right there. Plus, we add our flavoring into it, um, which is sugar-free and calorie-free. No proteins, no nothing like that. So right. totally legal for the folks that can't bait. Yep. Um, and then, of course, we got the other blends that have proteins and calories slammed in them to help the deer consume that much more product faster absolutely i think it's awesome and like i i was i was excited and like earlier i was talking on here and i was you know when i was talking about that your introduction i was like man i said it was it was kind of a cool deal it was kind of a freak deal and uh, i said i got blessed enough to get to be a part of a team of guys that all strive for the same thing and it's and naturally for me, it's one of those deals where it's like, I just want a good, healthy deer population. And Absolutely. I think with your product, it'll damn sure help. Yes, that's that's one thing that we do have going. Um, like I said, I've, I've been using it myself. This is the third year that we've been using it on my farms. Um, so it wasn't something that I just started mass producing. Of course, I, you know, I was making a bunch of minerals and, and sending it here, sending it there for people to test out different states um i mean we were sending stuff to new york pennsylvania texas every which direction that we could i tried to find people that were you know spaced out in a good a good span to where that way we kind of got an overall result of what worked best um kind of like with us going to a persimmon flavoring that was the go-to for 90 percent of the customers um that and the green apple were the two that you know they said worked best in their areas and that was all across the u.s yeah and you know what's funny about the persimmon um 
I I met some guys on the road this summer when I was working, and uh, you know they're from Minnesota and they had no idea what a persimmon tree was, and they were deer hunters. And I said, "What? You ain't never heard of a persimmon?" And they're like, "No, what is it?" And so I explained it to them, and I was like, "Look, we got a buck on camera, and we called him Persimmon. That was his name because he was always." at a persimmon tree every day. I mean, you just catch them under there eating persimmons. So it's funny, but a lot of people don't know what it is, you know, but it, it works. Like, I don't know what it's the best fruit. I don't even know if you, I mean, would you call it a fruit? Yeah. I mean, technically, yeah, I would, I would consider it more like a berry, but uh, yeah, it's, it's so crazy. Cause like it's, it works. The deer freaking absolutely love it. Yeah, so. we've had we've had pretty good luck with the persimmon. Um, I did a trial error myself with a few different blends like pumpkin, watermelon, just different kind of oddball stuff. Because of course, you know the mineral business. If you don't have the next big thing, uh, you, you're going to end up going stagnant and just kind of mediocre, you know, and right. average. So I wanted to try to reach out and and try different flavors. Um, and for myself, of course, I, I had more more fails than success, of course, because of all the different things in this area. You know, you go throwing watermelon scented stuff out. The deer were kind of hesitant. We had more fawns on camera hitting it than we did bucks. Right. So, which the fawns needed too, but that wasn't what we was going for. Of course, everybody wants to put mineral out, and they want to bring in a big 160, 180-inch deer. Yeah. Um, you know, which if if you have 160 and 180 inch deer, they will come in. Oh yeah, but for if you sure. Have the deer, they will not just appear. Right. And I think I think that's like one of those deals that people people don't realize that, like, and and this is this kind of falls into like the coyote hunting. I had a lady contact me about getting rid of some coyotes that she has. She's got a really bad coyote problem, and she's like, I haven't seen a deer at all, and I'm like, well, I know why. You know, the coyotes are out there just cleaning house. And I'm like, I mean, and this is weird because she found a half-eaten coyote in her pond. What the hell is going to eat a half-eaten coyote? Or what's going to eat a coyote? I don't know if they uh cannibalistic or not. They might eat each other. They're pretty damn nasty. Well, and that's what I thought, too. I was like, my gosh. I was like, will a coyote eat another coyote? And so I don't know. That's just one of those deals that we're still trying to figure out. But yeah, she found a half eaten coyote in her pond and she was like, uh, and she told me, she said, I seen a bear out here once. And I said, what? She said, yes, I seen a bear. And I mean, I know we have them in Missouri and I've heard stories about them being every once in a while, you'll find one up North here. But I was like, there's no way, but I believe her. You know what I mean? I believe she's seen a bear. She's from Chicago, and, you know, I am I believe her, but I don't know where the hell the thing would have came from. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard to say, man. And up here, I'm sure that they're they're probably pretty concealed, you know? They, right. They know that there's only a few here and there, so they, they definitely fly under the radar. But, yeah, I've actually heard of people finding them up into northern Missouri. Yep. Um, the only other thing I could think of was I have heard of people having having trail cam pictures of wolves up in northern Missouri. Oh, wow. Um, and I don't know if maybe that might be something else that had got a hold of a coyote, you know, yeah. something more dominant. Yep, because wolves will damn sure tear up a coyote. Yeah, they're 
that's that's uh that's their first target you know because they're going to eat everything that that wolf wants so it would make perfect perfectly good sense for something like that to happen oh yeah definitely so okay so you started a company rack daddy minerals and you do everything yourself you don't have any employees you and you i'm assuming it's family oriented um you and your wife bust your asses to make sure everybody's getting their product yes sir Yep, and my uh, my two year old he's actually a big help. Um, so when I when I did the company, it was more for because, like I said, you know, I got tired of, of spending twenty dollars on this, a hundred dollars on this, um, and stuff not working. You know, I was just like every other hunter. It yep. sucks when you spend eighty to a hundred dollars on something and it not work. Yep, um, it's just that's part of the game. You know, that's uh, once you find something good that works sink your money in it and invest in it. You know, that's, that's my advice on it. Whether it's my product or something different, whatever it is, pick one thing and run with it. Don't keep switching it up all the time. Um, because that will actually push more deer out of your area than it's going to gain you. Yeah. Deer are not stupid. I think people, people think that deer are just these dumb creatures that just walk around out there, but they've obviously never bow hunted because deer are super freaking smart. They are. I mean, that's, I can't tell you, you know, I, I hunt half of the year, you know, dang near half of bow season. I'm, you know, I work a three, four split on my normal job. So I hunt a lot yep. and I can't tell you the amount of times that I've had deer patterned or thought I've had deer patterned, whatever the case may be. And they somehow know something ain't right, mm-hmm. uh, but they're, they're just, they're smart. You know, they, uh, that's like if a deer walked into my living room looking for food, I'm going to know what's going on. He's going to be lost. So it's no different for them. You know, we're in, right. we're in their territory now. So now the ball's in, in their court. So. Yep. so, okay. So talk about, let's, let's talk about where do you want to go? What do you see the future for rack daddy? Um, I see it. I see this company doing really good. It's been very successful so far. Um, I think, like I said, the key, excuse me, the key of it is to keep something new on the market um, and to be honest and have good customer service. That's what it boils down to. Right. Um, I mean, you know, and this is, this is the big deal. Everybody that makes mineral, the, the un, the unspoken I'll call it is that we all use probably 75% of the same ingredients in my product as every other product out there that's considered a mineral company. Right. Um, where you start getting into more technical stuff is whenever you get into your feed blends and, and stuff like that. Yep. So, you know, minerals, dicalcium phosphate, your trace minerals, your stock salts, um, your electrolytes, things like that, um, which is something that, that we put in our minerals is the electrolytes. A lot of folks don't do that. Um, so that kind of sets us out a little bit. Yep. Does it make a big difference? Probably not, but the deer can tell. Um, but, and honestly, like, let's let's hit on that a little bit because, like, I explained to people on the Facebook Live a couple nights ago. I said, you know, people don't realize a deer a deer only gets the rut once a year, and they they look how big they get. You know, they swell up because of the rut because they feed because they know how much they're going to have to work you know and fight for everything and so 
basically, like, let's talk about the pattern. Like, summertime is over, of course. Deer season's over. The rut's over. And now you get these, they go back down in size where they're tiny and they need the nutrients and supplements out there to help them out. So yeah. I would think that the electrolytes would damn sure help them, you know. So what that what that stems from? You're talking about with the with the deer. I don't know. A lot of folks might not know it. Some probably do. Um, the reason why the buck's necks will swell up. Um, it's basically, you know, we got testosterone. Deer have testosterone, um, and that's exactly what it is. Is it's a big surge of testosterone hormones that the deer get during rut. Right. I mean, that actually is what causes that neck to swell up. So pushing that much more testosterone through his bloodstream and that burning more calories, um, which is going to, you know, obviously they're going to lose weight. They're going to be running ragged, chasing tail, so to speak. So, yeah. And that's, it was funny because that's kind of how I explained it. I was like, look, I was like, if guys were built the same way a deer is, we'd be screwed. Cause I was like, you, <laughs> you, you I wait. I would have killed over about 17, 16 years old. Exactly. Like, I was like, I said, my God, I said, you'd have to wait all year long. You damn right. You'd be trying to find something to eat. You know? <laughs> like, that's right. That's right. That's all I'm going to be worried about for those two weeks. You ex- know, <laughs> exactly. So no, it's funny though, but like people, you know, there's a lot of people and we've got some people that listen to the show that, that really don't have a very good idea. You know, they say, Oh yeah, we hunt, but they don't, they don't dig into it. You know, like, like you have. And I think that's why you and I get along so well is, is, um, you know, like, like I said earlier, uh, with the food blends and stuff and just, just like you, you know, it was so, it was so ridiculous because we were spending so much money just going out and buying product and it just, it, and it's $4 more just cause it's big and J, you know what I mean? Or, yep. or whatever, you know, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of Mossy Oak Biologic. Absolutely love this stuff. I use all their seeds and stuff like that for my food plots. Yep. But like I used big and J one summer and I didn't like it. I didn't like what was, there was so much left over. I said, no, that don't, that's not supposed to happen, you know? And so I told myself, I was like, you know what? Screw this. I said, I'm not dumb. We can go to the feed store and go buy all our own stuff, you know? And, uh, so we started experimenting ourselves and then luckily fate would have it where I'd fall into a deal with, with you and meet you. And I was like, man, well, hell he's doing the same thing I wanted to do, but he's already got it figured out and he's doing a damn good job. So hell yes, I'll support you. You know what I mean? Like it was, it's awesome. And it's, it's, uh, I'm excited to be a part of it. I think rack Daddy's going to be a big thing. Yeah, I, I agree. And the, what you're talking about with, with certain, brands of feed and stuff like that being leftovers um a lot of these other mineral companies they'll tell you oh we've paid you know thousands of dollars to have all this scientific studies done we know the exact amount of you know x y and z that this deer needs to consume or the minimum of copper levels or or whatever they claim okay um use big and j for an instance you know they claim that they've got the the perfect design blend well, why in the heck aren't the deer eating it? Exactly. Why, why is there so much what I would call trash left over? And yep. 
you know, Brady, I've, I've went through that, man. I have, <laughs> I have went through all of that. I've had several different blends in the past that I was working with that that's exactly what happened was there would be a lot of leftovers. Um, and I wasn't okay with that because for one, if I'm a consumer and I see that there's product left on the ground, I'm not going to believe in that product period no. from the start. Um, so if everything is gone, whenever I come back out and they're digging a hole, whatever the customers, you know, that's, that's what it's about. At that point, you're selling the customer on your product more than you are the animal, Absolutely. you know? Yep. And I think, I honestly think like, I'm pretty excited because, uh, I know my brother got in contact with you and, uh, between yep. him and my dad and I, we got a lease in South Texas and we got Axis deer. So we got a different breed of deer and we're going to throw the rack daddy at him and see what happens. And I'm, I'm actually super excited about it because we've, I've talked to my brother and we're going to talk to him after I get off the phone with you. Um, we've got, we've got a pretty good little setup down there. It's not a lot of acreage, but the, the area and the placement of the place is awesome. So we're, we're super excited to try out rack daddy. And I, I called my brother. He's, he was a guide on a couple of big game ranches and, and exotic game ranches and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, I was like, you need to, you need to get on this journey with me. Cause I said, this is going to be fun. I said, this guy's got it going on. And I knew from the first time I talked to you on the phone, I was like, nope, he's serious. So this is no bullshit. Like, I I just want to sell you a product type deal. You know, you come do this for me and I'll do this for you. No, it was, I mean, just like early, you were sitting here talking about copper and minerals and stuff that deer actually need, you know, because you've done your homework and you've spent time and spent money of your own to create a product that works that'll make you feel 110% better about yourself and using your product. So for that, I thank you and I appreciate every bit of it. Uh, we appreciate the support, honestly. Um, and, and as what that is, is just it's staying committed and staying honest and being true to your customers, being true to yourself. Um, if you start telling yourself a lie long enough, you're going to believe it. Right. Um, so with us, I mean, I, I can tell you when I started off, I had literally, and you're going to laugh about this. I'll tell you how Rack Daddy Minerals started. Um, every bag that was sold, the uh, the first part of last year and the year before, okay, was actually blended up with a hand blender. I literally added X amount of everything that went in there and blended it up by hand and bagged it. That's a lot of damn work. It is. So we, we worked our tails off. You know, me, my wife, of course she she does a lot of the hoodies and the all the all the all the swag stuff, the stickers and everything like that. And if it wasn't for her doing that, there's no way I could keep up with it all. Right. Because I've got to dedicate myself to just doing the mineral. Right. Um, you know, and like I said, we started off with a hand blender and that was exactly what I used until I could I, I, whenever I felt I had a good enough cushion put back for the company to invest in our industrial size mixers and grinders and stuff that we have now to actually do the bulk orders and, and so forth. Absolutely. You So and this is what – and this show, okay, this podcast is one of those deals where it's not just about hunting because 
you know, that's the white line side of thing where, you know, we're talking about working men, you know, and like me, I travel on the road all year long and I'm never home and work my butt off on the road. And so like with you, it's awesome to see an entre entrepreneurial type spirit out there saying, you know what, we can do this. We're going to have to work our asses off for it, but we got this. And that's, yep. that says something about a person, you know? So one of these yeah. days we're going to have to get you live on here. Go ahead. I said, one of these days we're going to have to get you live on here in camera. Yeah, definitely. We can, uh, we can definitely do something like that. That's not an issue at all. This is actually the first podcast that I've actually done. I've had, Oh, I think you're probably the third or fourth one that, you know, of course, you know, you're on the staff. So, I mean, that's, that's how it goes. You're, your your staff, which is, you know, slash family in our book, because our, our staffers, it's not a real big group of people. You right. know, I mean, you, you see the page, you see how small we keep the staff. Yep. I do that for a reason, because I want to keep a good relationship one-on-one -on -one with each member that's on our staff, because this ain't about, uh, you just buy my products, okay, go on. Right. That's not what this is about at all. You know, uh, it's about you calling me at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday night saying, dude, I smoked a big buck. I need help tracking. And that's me throwing on my boots, driving two hours to come and give you a hand. Absolutely. You know, that's what we do. That's what we stand on. Yep. And I think there needs to be more people in this world like that. <laughs> this we was actually talking to a guy earlier online about it. And I said, you know, I said, sometimes it's like with my staffers. I said, it's, it's more, it's like being basically how everybody has deer camp. You know, you got the fellas there, and you guys are fired up. You're feeding off of each other's positive energy, and that's what it's about is being positive and feeding each other what the next guy needs to, to stay motivated, you know. If you miss one or whatever, that's what your buddies are there for. They're either going to bust your balls or they're going to slap you until you just get over it, you know. Right, <laughs> so. right. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so let's go. Let's go. Where do you see, I mean, is – Rack Daddy, you just gonna you want to see it go to the top? To be honest with you, um, I kind of have <clears throat> a damper on things right now, um, just because I work, you know, a full time job. We we work twelve hour days, so as far as you know, it it being the number one product on the market on down the road, of course we want that, right? But uh, in in all this is once again being an honest, you know, business owner, um, you've got to limit yourself on what you can do whenever it's a small family based company. Right. So I try not to bite off more than I can chew. And I also have stock built up as well for, you know, cause I've had guys that call under just like your brother, you know, he called me. Um, he actually got a bulk order of the antler igniter and the minerals both. Yep. You know, so stuff like that I'm, I'm prepared for now. Um, being that I've, I'm set up for it this year. I'm ready for the big bulk orders because, for one, it saves the customer money, and for two, it's easier on me because I don't have to sit there and bag every bag up. I can put it in a bulk box, slap it up, write an address on it, and, and we're rocking and rolling, and it gives the customer more product for their money. Right. Which, once again, it's about... It's you know if you if you walk down the the aisles at Walmart or anywhere and you see all these mineral mineral bags and feed bags and all that, the hunter's going to buy what catches their eye. 
Yep. Uh, like I said, if you read the ingredients, 90% of them's going to have, you know, a lot of the same things in them. So it might be just a hair higher. One might have 11% phosphorus. The next one might have 13. Right. Uh, and ours is actually an 18 and a half mix that we use. So it's actually a really high count. Um, a lot of folks will double up two parts to one. And I actually go a little bit over that whenever we do it, especially with our antler igniter. Yep. So the antler igniter, how we come up with that was obviously your dicalcium phosphate, the phosphorus, all that stuff is a very, very bitter taste. A deer will not just sit there and eat that. Right. So I try to infuse it with the flavoring first before I blend it into the mix. And that's what I have found. It's more time consuming, but I found that the deer consumption doubled and how much they was eating. Absolutely. Makes sense. That's, and see, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why everybody, if you're listening right now, you need to, okay, Dalton, go ahead and tell them if we, if we want the product, where, where can we find rack daddy mineral? Uh, we've got it in a couple of stores. Um, we're, we're out of Columbia, Missouri. Uh, we've got it up in New Mexico. There's a archery shop up there called readings farms. It's over at Wright Brothers Store in Calwood, Missouri. Um, I'm actually talking with the manager of Tractor Supply here in Columbia and then also another bow shop up here uh, that's that's Powderhorn. I'm actually going to be talking with the owner of it tomorrow Sweet. about getting on the shelves here as well. Um, of course, you can message our page. Um, give me a call, 573-823-4419. Um, and if they do, if somebody hears this on here and they are wanting to make a purchase, be sure to let us know that you heard about it on here and you're going to get an extra 15% off. Well, there you have it. For everybody listening, I'm telling you this stuff works. Um, I'm excited. We we got it started out in, in a couple of my spots here where I hunt. And uh, unfortunately, did you hear about my camera dilemma? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. You spend all this money on these fancy ass cameras and something goes down and i'm like oh my gosh i just put all this mineral out so right now we actually have an old school camera we just got one of those awesome wild uh what are those uh wild game innovations yeah yep like 40 dollar camera but you know what that's like you can't old go faithful. wrong with them old faithful because they work good they take good pictures and they don't ever die it don't seem like and the batteries last 10 times as long because there's no transmitting pictures. Yes, it you is. You know, I've got cell cams, and it's right now every one of my cell cams is dead, and I just refreshed the batteries in them last week. They lasted four days. Oh, I believe it. And especially, like, yeah. I don't think, like, with the weather being the way it is, it's damn sure not good on batteries. No, not at all. I think everybody <laughs> up and down my street has asked me to come jump their truck or something. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I've got the old school pool card cameras cameras up. Um, I got the, the Wild Game Innovations, like you said, and the Stealth Cam Brow Tine. Um, I picked them up at Academy for I think it was like thirty nine or forty nine bucks. They was pretty cheap. Absolute awesome cameras, though. Take good pictures. Oh, great pictures! It's got really bright infrared on it, so you can see a, you can see really far off of them. Awesome. Uh, only downfall to that camera that I that I personally have had is if you put it too close to your mineral site, every deer looks super white. Right. Uh, so if you're trying to, you know, <laughs> everything's just a white deer, basically, is what it is. So <laughs> if you put it back about, you know, 8, 10 yards from it, 
and then on out, all the way out to, I had to sit on a bean field, and we was getting pictures of deer, you know, 60, 70 yards out there and, and was able to, to see them really good. Heck, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, I think, yeah, so I'm like, oh, well, we'll just put these ones out. So we, we still going to, we're going to have good pictures and stuff of the of the product. And, and I know if, if anybody's listening that wants to jump on the Facebook page, get on Facebook, look up Rack Daddy Minerals, like them, share them, check them out. The product is awesome, and and like Dalton right here, just like I'm talking to him, anybody could call the man and talk to him. You're pretty easy to get a hold of, and when it comes to your job, you know exactly what you're doing. So for that, I think this industry needs more people like you, and you get some more of that one-on-one, and you can you can talk and discuss the product or anything, you know, for that matter, if if you got something going on, I feel like I could call you and say, "Hey, well, I've I've got this deer coming in, but they're not staying very long. But all these does are in, and they're staying all the time. And then you know, you never know. We might be able to help fix something or change something, and watch something awesome happen." Yes, we can. We can definitely we can budge stuff around too, and and do custom mixes. Um, I, I've got some people that request that. You know, I've got one guy that. It don't matter what he puts out. His deer love a molasses mix, mm-hmm. um, which is, is obvious. It's sweet, especially this time of year. So, you know, with him, it's the same way. He gets everything that we produce. And then, of course, I add in a molasses mix in his orders as well because, for one, molasses is cheap. It don't cost me nothing. Right. And it's what the customer wants. So that's what it's about, you know, being uh, having that convenience of giving him what he needs. So if there is something that somebody needs to switch up or, like you said, you know, you could call and, and run some stuff past me, and I'll be the first one to tell you, hey, I don't know, but I can tell you right now, I, I spend more time researching stuff even now, and I probably read the same stuff over and over several times a year. And every time I read it, I learn something new. I strive to become better at what I do on a daily basis. And that's what it takes. In my mind, I would say that's what it takes to do what you got to do. To do your job, you got to be that way. And I, I think that's what's that's one of those awesome things that you have about you that makes it worth every bit of it. So, um, no. and I guess for for the reality of it is, I bust my bust my butt all year up until. September 13th and the reason why it's the 13th is because I went and got married on September 14th so that's mama's day so we got we got anniversary on the 14th and then from the 15th till January 15th I'm hunting playing mode so you know I mean of course I still I still do the minerals and everything else but I try to have a bunch of inventory built up because them first couple weeks of season man rack daddy don't shut down but if somebody ain't calling, you know, saying, hey, I need this stuff tomorrow, I'll, I'll tell you, hey, can you wait two weeks, man? Because I like to take those first two weeks of season, which, in my opinion, that's that's the best time to hunt Missouri. Yep. It, early season. Um, the rut's great. I, I just, opinions vary. That's, that's my personal preference is early season. I don't mind sitting out there eating gnats and, and swatting flies. That's fine. Deer are easy to pattern. They're still hitting mineral sites like it's going out of style. Yep. And if you're in the right area, 
you got a really good chance at hitting something in velvet, Absolutely. which is every man's every man's goal, right? Absolutely. I think I think that's like I think early season is probably my favorite as well because the rut I really don't care for the rut that much, especially because like just like you, like I'm a big bow hunter. I would much rather shoot a deer with my bow than a rifle. I don't mind killing coyotes with a rifle or doing stuff like that. And and if you're on a property where you can shoot a long ways with a rifle, awesome. But I prefer bow hunting over everything. And and early season, it just seems like you get a lot more action. Um, the rut comes along, and yeah, you'll get action, but they're moving so fast. It's almost like, to me, it's almost like cheating because they're out of their element. You know, they're not acting like their typical selves. Yes. And everybody just gets to run out there with a gun and go blast a big buck. And it's like, oh, okay, come on. Like, try to do that early season. Try finding yeah. that deer. You know, I mean, that's, I think I just like the challenge of early season bow hunting. If you set yourself up right and you do everything right, you got a really good chance of smoking a good one. Yes. If you do your homework, that's the thing is people are sleeping right now and they're not, I mean, people get lucky. I'm just going to put it like that. There is no skill in just stomping into the woods. And, you know, like myself, I hunt 90% of the time I'm on public ground. I got two farms that I hunt, and usually my dad don't hunt except for opening day of rifle season. And if it's not real cold then, he'll wait until alternative. Right. So I stay off of our family farm, which holds really big deer and great deer. Um, and that's our thing. You know, I wait till then, and then after we get out there, and if he wants to shoot whatever he sees first, Awesome. Then I'll go in and I'll, I'll whack a few, you know, a few of the older does, um, meat deer, whatever. Of course, if there's a good mature buck, I mean, we'll chase him. But this year there was nothing out there really that was just, that really got me fired up, man. I had some, some 120 inch deer and stuff that this coming year, great. But, uh, we didn't have our crops in this year. We leased it out to a new guy. We normally got about, I think there's like 48 acres there mm-hmm. of soybeans. Um, so once they pulled, uh, soybeans out this year, nothing got planted this fall. It just got conservation irrigated. So they went through, retilled everything, uh, drug it real good, then retilled it again and drug it a final time. And this spring, the guy that's leasing it from us now is actually going to plant again. And we're actually going to put in a few rolls of clover, um, some, some cow peas, some stuff like that, yep. maybe even purple top turnips. Um, just something to try to experiment a little bit with the food plots because food plots are my weakness. Yep. Uh, I know nothing about them and I'll be the first guy to tell you, I know nothing about them. I haven't done my homework on them because I invest so much of my time into the mineral game. Yeah. I think something that I can bounce off of you and you can, you know, it's tit for tat there. I mean, you can help me with things just as much as I could help, help you. So absolutely. And that's, what's so fun about the hunting industry. And it's like, it's like when you meet somebody that that really, really respects the sport and enjoys it as much as like you or I do, you can't beat it because all you're trying to do, a lot of people are like, oh, you're so terrible because you're just out there killing deer. No, we're not. I love deer. I like to see them grow. I like watching them grow from little babies to big bad boys, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why we got rules. Like, we're not shooting no young bucks. Like, young bucks, let them grow. If they ain't three and a half years old, you ain't pulling the trigger on one, you know, because we want to see them grow. We want to see the potential. We see potential and we want to watch them, watch that potential become reality, you know. 
Yes. So the season's my favorite time of year. I love it because I love it whenever you got a hundred and sixty inch deer in velvet and then he shreds his velvet and he's a one twenty or a one thirty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of heartache that goes along with growth season, but you know what? If you see a deer in velvet that you're like, he's big, more than likely for me, he's probably not gonna be a shooter that year. Right. I see something that's just like I lose sleep over, that's something I'll get out and chase after velvet, you know? Yeah. Um this year, like I said, I'm, I learn every day when I'm, whether I'm making minerals, whether I'm at work, whatever the case may be, man, I try to, I try to do my homework. You know, I lay in bed at night all the time trying to come out with new strategies and, and study last year's tactics and last year's fails, which is I failed 90% of the time. Yeah, I tagged two bucks, but there wasn't nothing fancy. Right. So one buck was just a sentimental thing. I had my two-year-old in the blind with me. We got the biggest deer that was on that area. Yep. That being said, I mean, you've seen him. He's nothing to brag about, but, dude, the memory that we made, we got it all on film. I got to record the whole hunt with him. Um, That's what it's about, dude. You know, and it actually, we had just refreshed that mineral site that day at 11 o'clock. And them deer, you can see it in the video on YouTube, they come straight into it, man. That's that persimmon is hands down some of the best flavoring I have ever used, man. That's awesome because and you know it's funny you talk about your family and hunting. Me and my brother and my father in law, right? We we're all sitting in here. We cut a podcast. I think it was episode two or three. Um, we were talking about hunting and our most favorite memories or our most favorite hunts. Every single one was had something to do with either our kids or a family member that we took out to go hunting. And I think that just says a lot about the sport, that it is a very family-oriented thing. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, there's nothing like it. You can't beat it. So. I, I enjoy it, whether it's, like I said, you know, with, with the when we bag stuff up, uh, my youngest one, the two-year-old, he comes out there and – He's just got the fire, you know what I mean? And when we, when I made the company, like I said, it stemmed from me getting tired of spending money and having products that didn't work or what have you. And then it went from that point to whenever I did create minerals and it started actually uh, booming and, and, and I could see the results, you know, because here's the thing. If people start using products this year, am I going to say you're not going to see results? No, you will see results now. Am I going to put 50 inches on a deer this year? Absolutely not. Right. Never had my product work magic like that. So, and if somebody has a product that puts 50 inches on a deer, let me know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's just, that's living in a fantasy, man. Now, for me, having the customers, you know, contact via Facebook or what have you, even locals anywhere around Columbia, this general area within 30 miles of here somebody has heard of rack daddy or somebody uses rack daddy um you know we've we've been local for like i said a few years where now we're we're all over the u.s i mean we're shipping stuff from i sent stuff out this morning to your brother i sent him stuff out to texas down in san antonio yep i sent some stuff to florida we sent stuff over to wisconsin stuff to pennsylvania another one to oregon and then of course yeah you're hitting the map everywhere it's 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 grown it's definitely growing 
Well, I hope that whatever we do from here on out, I hope we do everything we can to help blow it up some more because I enjoy, there's nothing better than watching people succeed. And uh, if you got a product that you can stand behind, there's, you can't beat it. You know, like one of the, like, scent stuff like i am a big scent thief guy and i know a lot of people that were real real sketchy about it because of scent being being bow hunters i mean scents everything and uh i don't know i i swear by it i've used it and absolutely love the stuff and it works good and it's a like i said it's a product you can stand behind so that's why that's why i have zero problems pushing rack daddy to the max because it works there's, I mean, the proofs and the pictures, you know, I mean, you can see the difference and anytime you're out to make a better, healthier deer population, you're not doing anything wrong. So it's you awesome. You gotta feed what feeds you. That's it, the motto. Exactly. It's awesome. Give them what they want. <laughs> That's it. And, and with the new blend, you know, I want to touch a little bit on the strut zone too. That was a turkey blend. Um, and what made me want to do that is because during deer season i couldn't hardly keep the turkeys off of the mineral sites <laughs> um and i was like you know what how many turkey feed blends do you see on the shelves honestly not very many i don't think and i've it, seen any honestly and it, it you know when you got the basics that are in it um you've got your milo you've got your soybean meals you've got your black little sunflower seeds the alfalfa which are all super attractive to turkey yep um so what I done was I took everything that we had found that the turkeys would hammer and I combusted it into a package and I started putting it out. Um, the cracked corn, we do put some cracked corn in it, but I couldn't, it's, it's more of a filler. You know, it, there's not a whole lot of nutritional value in the corn for Turkey. Right. Um, you get that more from your Milo and alfalfa, but there's actually a mineral mix that's in there as well that, you know, the trace minerals go forth because, Everything that's in Missouri, I haven't had animals not hit a mineral site, whether it's a coyote coming, sniffing around it, or a rabbit licking around on it, squirrels, turkeys, you know, it doesn't, like I said, it's not going to do some magic and, and put 50 inches on your deer. All that mineral does is fills in the gaps of what the deer is not getting from other food sources. Right. So it's not a sole food source. You can't put mineral out. And expect those deer to be at that mineral site at 5 o'clock every night on the clock like they will if you have corn out. Right. They will not do it. Um, they're just like us. You know, something salty, they go and find it. They need something sweet, they go and find it. The thing is that if you don't have it out there, they're going to be traveling over on your neighbor's place, and he probably does have it. Exactly. That's, I think, and it, it's kind of funny because I never really thought about the strut zone until you said something, but... Uh, when you talk about products for turkey and like, and I'll, I'll be honest, I just recently started turkey hunting like just a couple of years ago and, uh, it's, a, it's an absolute blast. I love it, you know, and it's, uh, one of those deals where I never thought it'd get you as excited as excited as it does. But like, you know, when you go out there in the mornings and daybreak comes on and all of a sudden you hear a gobble in the woods and you're like oh my gosh it just lights a fire so it's crazy how it works but no absolutely so so you're you're definitely doing things to change the game i mean i think 
Uh, honestly, I think I've never seen anybody with a turkey uh, product at all for feed wise, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. If you have birds in that general area is what this is designed to do. It's not, it's not an attractant. Okay. So, um, let's say you're going to go and you lease this farm and you have no idea what's on it and you throw out a bunch of strut zone and you have no turkeys show up. It's probably not because the product's not working. It's probably because you don't have turkeys in that general area. Right. This is designed for the hunter that has put in the footwork and that knows his land that says these turkeys are going to fly off the roost down and work across this field. Yep. That's where you're going to put it out at because the birds are going to find it. Um, and figurative speech, the other birds, blue jays, whatever, are going to eat it as well. So the idea of it is to put it as close as you can to where you know them birds are going to be because them turkey will kick everything off of it. Right. Um, if there's, you know, you got a flock of sparrows, whatever, flying in, them turkeys will actually, you know, go after that to, to get that food source. So we'll, we'll see how it does. Um, I know a lot of states you, you can't bait in. Some states you can bait, which is great. I mean, I'd love to hunt over a pile of this stuff because the turkey <laughs> flies off the roost and they're going to hammer some Milo. Yeah, boom, you're gone. <laughs> Right, you know, oh, and yeah. with me, like you said, I'm I'm a big time bow hunter as well, just like yourself. So, I actually I'm, I I bow hunt turkeys. That would be see. Now you're speaking my language. I can get behind that all day. I love it, I and it's, I'm so fired up for it. Um, we actually I, I'm a sponsoring the bow hunting league this year. We got a big turkey league that we're doing. Um, I got my own team on there, and it's it's going to be. It's going to be a learning curve because I'm like you are. It's it's something new to me. Right. But when I find something that I have no experience with or I don't know a lot about, I'm headstrong. I'm going to dive into it head first and get to the bottom of it. Absolutely. Think or swim, I'm going to learn a lot of stuff. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's what we're doing this. You know, people are like, well, I've got guys on my team that have been turkey hunting for 15 years. And I'm like, yeah, I got two years. Right. And I'm a team captain. And, and I'm, these guys on my team have been hunting for, you know, a lifetime basically. Um, so I'm feeding off of that, man. And I told them from the get go, once again, being honest, I'm all about, you know, you guys bouncing stuff off of me because we're a team. That's, that's what you do. Same way with the staff team. We're team members. Um, suggestions. Once you start closing your mind to suggestions, your business is going to fold. Right. Absolutely. So well, anytime you would have a question about anything deer hunting related period you know feel free to get in touch i mean because if i don't know the answer you're putting fire under my butt to expand my knowledge as well and we're both going to learn it because i'm going to do whatever it takes to get you the correct answer that you need and that's i mean honestly that's what that's what makes you stand apart from everybody else so with that being said i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and We'll cut this one. I think we're going to try to do a deal where at least once a month we can we can talk about things that we've got on camera because of the product, things like that, and kind of make cool. you a regular. Um, we used to have a Coors beer break on the show, but because uh, I'm not drinking as much Coors as I usually do, because <laughs> um, I'm just trying to slow down a little bit, that dad bod's starting to kick in. And uh, so I quit the Coors beer break. So I think we're going to do... A, we're going to do like a little commercial break brought to you by Rack Daddy Minerals. So it'll be on every podcast from here on out. So that way, doing a little advertisement, things like that, 
Um, luckily, I, I was blessed enough to have the equipment and the technology to be able to, if I want to cut a commercial or make a commercial, I can. And and uh, I think we're going to hook you up for the podcast from here on out. So that way we're constantly pushing Rack Daddy. I think it'll be awesome and more people need it. In the yeah, back. Awesome. And I can't stress it enough. If people are, are listening to this or they hear about it off of your Facebook page, we need to know because that's going to save you an additional 15% on your orders. So definitely be sure to let, let myself know if you message the page or if you call me, whatever, be sure that you let us know you heard it on the white tails and white lines and uh, we'll get you fixed up with a little bit cheaper product as well. Awesome. Well, buddy, I appreciate it. I'm not going to keep you up all night long. I know it's 930, and if if your kids are like my kids, I think my two boys are up running around like crazy because they don't have school tomorrow, but uh, <laughs> my little one, she's out, so I think I'm fixing ahead that way myself. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I do appreciate you getting this online and, and running through this. I hope I didn't bore everybody too bad. This, Like I said, this is the first podcast that I've actually been a part of, so it's uh, it was a little little bit different getting started, but... I'm glad that we got it out of the way. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And now, just think, because I think, I think when you come, if we get you live, if we get you on the live podcast, I think what we'll do is, is we will, we'll also integrate our the cooking episode. So that way, we get to eat some awesome wild game and and you know talk about products stuff like that all at the same time, and it all be live, and I think it'll be awesome. So I think that's. My language. That's the second best thing about deer hunting is eating it. So. You damn right. So, all right, buddy. Well, hey, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you hanging out and spending some time with us on the show and and helping us out and you're educating viewers. And that's what, what it's all about. It's all about education. So, awesome. Well, I appreciate you putting this on. Yes, sir. Hey, well, you have a good night and we will holler at you later. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Thanks right. again. Yes, sir. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. Hey, I appreciate each and every one of you. We are going to take a little break here, and then we're going to we're going to make a phone call to South Texas and see how things are going down there. But uh, I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, we are going to go ahead and kick it off. We're going to have a little commercial break here, and it is brought to you by Rack Daddy Minerals. Welcome back, guys. Hey, we're going to make a phone call real quick. We're going to call my brother in South Texas, and we're going to talk to him. Uh, he's big into coyote hunting. He's also uh, 
one of the main guys I talk to about hunting in general. Um, we just got a lease down there and well, actually a few leases, one in South Texas, one in Central Texas. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that and we're going to talk a little coyote hunting for probably about 15 more minutes and then we're going to call this show a finish and be done and we will automatically start working on the next one now that we finally have got all the sound and everything like that figured out so just bear with me one second hello what's up buddy what's going on man so uh of course we're live white tails white lines and uh we i i on this episode, we talked to Dalton Wood, owner of Rack Daddy, and you and I can we can actually talk about that since we're both part of the pro staff and and both feeding product. Um, and then I figured we'd talk a little bit about coyote hunting, and I, I kind of gave the listeners a little a little inside deal on our well, actually now two leases now in Texas that we are lucky enough to get a hold of, and and then you're looking at maybe a third for some coyote hunting, huh? Yeah, actually. Um... That one I was telling you about, that 300 acres, we actually went last night, and uh, right here south of San Antonio, and we and me and my buddy, we went, and um, we, we, our first stand, we called it, I actually called it a badger. Oh, really? We had a badger, we had a badger come in about you know, about 80 yards, but he never would stop, and we could, that's that sun gun was moving, constantly moving, so he finally went back in his hole. Gotcha. And then we had, about 20 minutes in, we had a little young pup come in and he he was about 300 yards out and he wouldn't come any closer and uh he ended up just taking off so Heck that's yeah. it that's pretty much it for the night that's all we called in right but, uh, we just wanted to try because a, a mama calf had a baby yesterday yep and we kind of wanted to keep them away yeah for so, sure heck but, yeah so you went to campwood this weekend right you went to south texas and yes, sir. Yes, sir. and you you got to check out uh, our our new endeavor. <laughs> it looks like it looks like we got a lot of access out there. Yeah, man. There's I, I know for sure there's one group coming in, if not two. It's kind of hard to tell, man. They all look the same. So right, right, yeah, for sure. Uh, I got a couple couple small bucks come in. One that's uh, already dropped his antlers. He's growing them back, so we'll see what he looks like in probably about two months. You know, we'll kind of tell as he's growing how big he's going to be. Right. Um, so, and they, and they love that alfalfa I put out, so I, can't, I keep putting it out, man. I pour it to them. Oh, yeah. And honestly, like, it's so funny. Like, that's what's so fun about Texas is, like, it's fair game. Just feed them whatever they want. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got two feeders going off, uh, kind of, I don't know, 50, 60 yards apart, just to kind of pour the feed to them right now. Right. Um, so... Got a blind set up. I hunted a little bit. I shot one pig. The first morning I hunted, I'm, I'm trying to get rid of those suckers, man. They just they run the deer off, and they really don't let anything eat because they eat all the corn out before anybody any anything else gets there. So. Yeah, and it looked like it looked like that one the that black and white pig looks like a sow, and she's got a bunch of babies with her, huh? So she she actually came in. Uh, that morning, and she had one baby with her. I don't know what happened to the other five. That's crazy. That I had on camera. So I should have shot her, uh, but I didn't. I shot one of the black ones. Right. Thank you, man. Um, so, uh, but if I see her again, I got like three sets of pigs coming in. Sweet. So I'm 
and I'm going to shoot them as they come in. Oh, yeah. Come in, I'll get rid of them. Get rid of the pigs. Pigs are bad. That's really. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's talk about Rack Daddy real quick. The the right. last commercial break we just had was brought to you by Rack Daddy Minerals. And, uh, of course, this episode we talked to Dalton, and he kind of he gave us a pretty good in-depth look about how Rack Daddy got started, stuff like that. Um, you're using the product now down there in South Texas, um, and we're just, you know, we just try to grow bigger deer. That's why we use it. Um, exactly. And it was, it's kind of, it's different for you down there because, like, we up here, you know, it's whitetail, so he's got, like, it's like a whitetail blend, basically, because that's what everybody up here feeds. So it's exciting to try out a new product on different breeds of deer just to see how it works yeah and then like i like i said like i said in my video it, uh it's gonna be a couple weeks before i go back but i got a camera set up it's going off every two minutes so whatever comes in we're gonna see heck yeah and and i might not have put enough rag daddy out honestly because it <laughs> might be gone in one night and that's all we're gonna get you know what i mean yeah yeah the amount of axes that come in you know you got you know 15 20 axes coming at one time that that stuff's gonna be gone you know, 20 minutes. Yeah, it don't take them long. You know, I said, you know, like up in Missouri, you got these whitetail come in, you know, maybe one or two or three at a time. Right. But, you know, the deer are so abundant here in Texas that, I mean, like I was hunting yesterday evening and um, I had nine whitetail just at the feeder, you know, just just eating up whatever was there. Yeah, that's crazy. So... I mean, you got nine deer come in at one time eating that stuff up. It, it's not going to last very long. So no. I might not have put enough out, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not just going to worry. They're going to eat it up like candy. Right, and right. I might have to pour, you know, maybe three or four bags out next time instead of just two. Right. Well, I know, like, it's it's funny you said that because, like, the, I think the most pictures I've had on camera of deer, and it's always doe. It's always a group of doe. There's always, like, the... The biggest group of bucks I've ever had on my camera this year was three together. And then my does, I had six in one camera picture. And I was like, holy crap, there's a pile of them out there. But then, like, yeah. when you talk axes, you're, like, you're talking, like, 10, 15 deer come in at one time and just destroy whatever's laying at the feeder. I'm telling you, man, these, these axes are so awesome. What's cool about them is you normally, you, the way they work is one comes in, right? Like, they have this lone, this called the lone survivor comes in. And then kind of nibbles the corn. Then all of a sudden, the pile comes in. They, they, it's like they send them out there to make sure everything's good. And all of a sudden, bam, they all come in. And they all eat up. I mean, it's they're there probably 20, 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Because they eat all the corn up. You know, there's so many of them. And then they're gone. They just leave, you know? Yeah, it's insane. They're super cool, and they're really good eating. Like, I can't wait to get down there and hunt this year. I'm pumped. And uh, I, I guess Dad called me yesterday, and he was talking about the, the place where we pig hunted last year. Mm-hmm. Sounds like we got that lease this year, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I shot a doe there. Mm-hmm. Um, not this past year, but the year before. I shot a doe, man. I think was, she was huge. Hell yeah. And I, I seen a buck there. And he was about 600 yards away. And if he was big 600 yards away... Without using the binoculars, yeah, that deer was big. You know, you know, a deer, a deer had to be pushing, you know, one sixty, one seventy or so. Heck yeah! And the body was just huge. And it, it's crazy. 
how big the deer get, you know, just slowly going up north. You yeah. Know, it's three hours away from here, though. So. Yeah, and it's that is kind of crazy how, like, you go from, like, south Texas to, say, central Texas – Cause it's it's not really northern Texas. I mean, it's it's pretty getting pretty close. But I mean, just the difference it makes from there to like central Texas to Oklahoma to Missouri to Kansas. You know what I mean? And it's like the deer, honestly, even like the deer get bigger bodied the farther north you go. Like we think we got big deer here in Missouri. Go to Minnesota. Go to Wisconsin, where they look like horses. Iowa, yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's insane. It be, you know, honestly, it might be the you know, as further north you go up, the more crops are growing and people are farming, and it might be that. You know, right. it might be them eating whatever is you know thrown at them at the time, and you know, we didn't set no feeders up when we were hunting. We just made a little brush blind and, and sat down, and you know, it's you just walk the property and find the trails, and you say, okay, there's this little you know ravine right here. We're gonna sit one spot right here and there's a you know there's a uh, you know a gully over here we're gonna set a little place right here and we're gonna sit and see what happens yeah you know? heck yeah no it's just pretty much winging it i guess you know? yeah yeah but sometimes that's the way sometimes that's the best way to do it you know what i mean yeah if you just go in there and you 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 know if you haven't had time to go scout it out just go in there find some sign find some trails maybe a bedding area something like that and just go find a place to hang out and get get comfortable and just wait it out. That's why, like, yeah. everybody's like, I don't know how you guys hunt the way you do. And it's like, why? They're like, well, you don't you don't always kill something. I was like, well, it's not called killing. It's called hunting. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Can sit there, I can sit there and watch deer all day long. Oh, yeah. I can yeah. sit there and watch, you know, you know, 10, 15, 20 whitetail just, you know, all over the place. I can sit there and watch all that. I can sit there and watch a ton of axes. You know, I can, I can just sit there and watch. Yep. But it's always that one, you know, you always got to have that one. That one big buck comes in, you're like, okay, that's the one right there. I'm shooting that one. Yep, absolutely. You know, you, I, you know it. You like, you feel it. Okay, that's a good one right there. I'm, I'm going to shoot that one. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and, and, and then, then again, you might be like, you know, actually come in. I'm going to shoot that doe because I'm hungry. Right. You know? Exactly, yeah. So. <laughs> that's it. But, Man, so we, uh, so you've started to. Do a little coyote hunting down there. Yeah, we uh, we actually actually uh, while we we're down in Campwood, my buddy's uh, his mom lives on like I think it's like fifteen hundred acres or something. Uh huh. And when was it? It was uh, Friday night. We went out and called, and mostly fox up there. You hear a little coyote, you hear a few coyotes out there, but most of the time up in the hill country, we don't see many coyotes. Right. So we were calling for fox, and we called in a couple fox, and it's so cool because whenever the fox are coming in, and they can hear the call, they'll start barking. I don't know if, I don't know if anybody that's listening right now has heard a fox bark, but that's the coolest sound in the world. Like, look them up on YouTube, just listen to it. You're sitting in the dark with this call going, and you hear that thing bark. You're like, you, you get a little, like, oh, crap, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's pretty cool, you know. You're like, oh, okay, here comes one, mm-hmm. and you're shining around looking for it. So, heck yeah, fox hunting is really fun. I mean, they're, they're fox are pretty much, you know, they're they're dumb, right? You know, they're dumb animals. They'll come in, you know, ten, fifteen feet from you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're easier than cows. Cows are they're pretty smart animals. Yeah, like a lot of people don't give coyotes enough credit. Them sons of bitches are smart. I'm telling you, man, they. Like that one that uh, we called in last night, he 
he um, he was about 300 yards away. We seen his eyes, and the, the gun I had, I scope, I could see him, you know. But mm-hmm. he started moving, and he just never quit moving. He, I guess, he seen us because it was a full moon, so I mean, they probably could see pretty good. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And it's kind of left us, but. I'll tell you what we uh, we called on a full moon. Oh, it's been a week ago. It's back when we had all that crazy snowstorms all over the country, and we had like I don't know six inches of snow on the ground up here. And we went out there on a full moon, and you didn't need a light. You didn't need nothing. You could see all the way across the pasture, no problem. It was insane. So I mean, if we can see that good, you know dang well them dogs can see really good. I mean, and it, I kind of look at it like this, like I let my dogs go to the bathroom and I, I kick them out the door and they're in the dark, you know, running around and they're just fine. So it's like, well, if a, if a, a dog, a normal domestic dog could do it, then why can't a wild dog do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Coyotes, man, they're, they're, they're known for hunting at night. Yeah. They're almost yeah, like a nocturnal dog. Yeah. You see them during the day. Don't get me wrong. And you know, they're hunting rabbits during the day and this and that and then but at night it's like i feel like they're prime because they the other animals that they're hunting can't see them right you know and they're they're running around trying to find baby goats or rabbits or even a baby cow yeah you know if it's vulnerable enough yep yeah if you got a sick calf or something like that they'll be all over it yeah yeah it's insane i know it's and it's fun because like i don't know i got like probably like 20 days before I go back to work. So like, we've been like just trying to go all the time and it's, it's, it's hell on you because like, uh, last weekend we walked like 11 freaking miles and I was so tired. And by the time I got home, it's funny. Like usually I'll come home and have a few beers, cook some dinner, hang out. No, I freaking went home, took a shower, laid down and went to bed. (laughs) I was like, I'm good. But, I mean, it, it is fun, and, and then we got a couple people up here that have called us and, you know, asked us to come call for coyotes and help get rid of them because they have a pretty bad problem with them. Yeah. Um, one lady, she found a half-eaten coyote in her pond. Oh, wow. It was like, it was like literally eight and a half, and I was like, oh, that's a little weird. Yeah, Dal- that is a weird. Dalton and I was talking about it, and she swears up and down she's seen a bear, which it's possible because... She's kind of in the river breaks, and we do have bears here. Just they're usually just farther south, but they, you know, they've always said, "Oh, there's there's sightings." But I know we got mountain lions, yeah. and so I don't. But I don't know if a mountain lion would eat a coyote from its ass to its guts. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I don't. You normally don't see that with mountain lions. No. So usually it's just like their chest is ripped out, claw marks around their throat. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, so I don't know what it was, but it's kind of, it was a little sketchy. And I was like, oh, boy, this is different. <laughs> so yeah. we when we go out there, we're definitely carrying guns because I was like, I don't know what the hell's been eating coyotes, but uh, I, I don't want it to eat me. So, but no, so we've been, we've been doing, trying to do some coyote extractions. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm looking for more land. This, this land owner that I know that went with last night, he has more land. You know, and he he said he plans on buying more land. So I was like, well, just let me know. I mean, we'll try to shoot as many cows as we can, you know, to protect your cattle. And, and I'm not sure if he has goats in other places. And really, the, if you have goats, that's where the cows are going to be. Because once those babies are born, 
those coyotes are coming around. They smell that stuff from miles away. Oh, yeah. And they will find it, and they will try to hit them, so. They will each, they will eat them up, man. Oh, yeah. I know, it's like that, you know, and it's funny, because, like, different parts of the country, like, so, like, southern Texas, you know, there's a lot of goat farmers. A lot of people have goats. There's freaking goats everywhere. And then, like, up north, like, well, I mean, well, here, you know, it's a lot of cattle. South Dakota, a lot of cattle. You have a lot of mountain lion problems, a lot of a lot of coyote problems. And, you know, it's it's insane. But they are sure fun to shoot. They're, they're fun to hunt. Yep. So, well, buddy, I just wanted to kind of get with you. And, and I haven't had you on the show in a while, and, and I know I'm – I'm pretty stoked about the the two leases that we got secured, and I I think I'm excited. It'll, it'll be fun just to be able to hunt something different, hunt Missouri and then go to South Texas for a week or two and just hunt, you know, and just hang out with family and hunt and do what we do. Yeah, man, I'm ready to go look at that place. Yeah, the other 300 acres up north of here. Mm-hmm. Check it out, walk it around see where all the trails are and see where the deer coming in and see where we're looking at, you know? Yep. Set the cameras up to see, you know, what, what kind of, what kind of bucks we're chasing. Yeah, exactly. It's all, that's always so much fun. The anticipation just about kills you. Mm-hmm. You, you go set cameras out and then you're just like, oh my gosh, come on days, hurry up and go by so I can go check these cameras. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm waiting on this, this rag daddy, man. I'm pouring on a couple logs and I'm, I'm ready to see what, what's eating it up you know yeah hopefully the hogs don't find it because the hogs find it they're just gonna tear it up you know and eat it up real quick yeah and i kind of put it in a place where i hadn't really seen the pigs right so i kind of put it off in the in, in the brush a little bit hopefully they, they, the pigs just stay around the feeders but like i said earlier i'm gonna try to get rid of those pigs you know, if i gotta shoot them one by one i gotta shoot them one by one right heck yeah that'll be that'll, that'll be fun and you know that's the best part is like you go to texas and go down there, go deer hunting. Of course, you're going to see a pig every once in a while. And then you get to go pig hunting, too. So it's it's a blast. Yeah, you never know what you're going to see, really. Depending no. on what part of Texas you're going to go. Like, where we're at right now, it's either a pig, axis, whitetail. I mean, hell, you may even see a black buck at one time running through there. So Heck, yeah. So, all righty, buddy. Well, we're going we're gonna to wrap this show up here. And uh, I appreciate the time. And uh, we'll be calling, calling you a quite quite a bit more because of you know different things going on down there and up here and vice versa so um we will uh for those of you that don't know that's wendell landry that's my brother he's a he's a big time avid hunter all around hunter and uh you guys can find him on facebook i don't think he's got instagram but uh you can find him on facebook wendell landry and uh check him out like his like his uh or be, be his friend whatever you want to do check it out we got a lot of new stuff coming um we're working on different pages on facebook for uh like pro staff just so that way um you know people that want to see how we're doing things um you guys can check it out and and see how we do it and maybe you never know it might help you out so but all right wendell well i appreciate it brother and uh, I will holler at you later on. All right, man. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye. So, um, I guess, uh, I guess we are gonna go ahead and end this show. For those of you that are wondering, 
there is nothing but Ted Nugent music playing, and uh, that's that's on purpose. Um, we're gonna do whatever we can to get the Nuge on the podcast. So if we got to play his music every episode until he gets on the podcast, we're gonna do it, and it's awesome because he's got badass music, anyways. So we want a little bit of his spirit at our campfire. You know, he's he's a he's awesome. He's a hell of a good guy, super smart, and uh, just just an absolute animal when it comes to the guitar and when it comes to bow hunting. So um, we're gonna work on that. But with that being said, I hope everybody has a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, we're going to go ahead and start working on number six, and we will get this thing cut out. Uh, so next weekend, by Sunday, the, oh, what's the date? Uh, the 6th. Well, actually, the 7th. Sunday, March 7th, will be the drop of episode six. And uh, we're excited. It's getting a little bit bigger. I know it's kind of a slow start, but we, uh, we're, we're definitely going the right direction. I appreciate each and every one of, one of you. Uh, do me a favor, like us, share us on Facebook. It's White Tales and White Lines Podcast, and and is with the and symbol, not spelt out. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram, uh, at Rodeo Clown Brady Shane. Follow me on Facebook. Do whatever you want to do. Um, I'm more than willing to answer questions. If you guys want to get a hold of some, uh, some Rack Daddy Mineral, Get a hold of me or get a hold of Dalton. His number, he actually put it on there. But go check their page out. Go like them on Facebook. It's awesome. They got some new stuff coming out. It's going to be really sweet. And uh, so just hang in there, guys, and uh, we'll we'll get this thing pumping, and we'll get uh, we'll get episode six out as soon as we can. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Y'all have an awesome Sunday. And I feel right at home where I belong. I had that feeling coming over me again Just like it happened so many times before The spirit of the woods is like an old good friend Makes me feel warm and good inside And I knew his name And it was good to see him again Cause in the wind he's still alive Oh, Fred Bear, walk with me Down the trails again Take me back, back where I Kind of dark, another misty dusk. And it came from a tangle down below. And I tried to remember everything it taught me so well. I had to decide which way to go. Was I alone or in a hunter's dream? 
Just a moment of truth was here and now. I felt his touch, I felt his guiding hand. The buck was mine forevermore. Because of Fred Bear, I'll walk down these trails again. Take me back. 